Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. Today we have Dance Macabre. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's Dance Macabre. Um, so we have Chris and Ollie with us today. How are we? Oh yeah, we're doing alright. Yeah. yeah, yeah. thanks again for coming in uh, to have a chat about what you guys do, what you're into, tunes that you play and whatnot. I really appreciate it. It's good, it's good to have some more fresh blood come through. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you guys do? You go first, Ollie. Oh, as in like what we do outside of the band or no, in no, the band? We'll start with the band. We'll start with the band first. Um, so I do lead guitar and some vocals in the band. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And my, myself personally, um, pronounce that pretty funny. Um, I do rhythm guitar and vocals as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, is it so? Is it a four-piece band that you guys are? Yeah, yeah, yeah four-piece. Four okay. Um, I have always had mad respect for like a four-piece band that usually does double duties with like guitars and vocals and stuff. Do you find that to be a fucking challenge to be able to do that? Oh, because yeah, I, I like because you've got the you've got slower bands that can yeah. play the old four chord style and, yeah. and be able to sing and play and whatnot. But this is fucking last beat sort of shit, you know, and it's mm. a lot more fast-paced, a lot more technical. And I've just thought to myself, how the fuck do these guys do that? You know, like how, how can they stay in rhythm so easily? And do you guys find it just to be something that you can do very easily or did it take a lot of practice? Now it's a bit easier, but when we first started, it was like very difficult. And mm. yeah, with all like the uh, odd time signatures and shit, I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to do this, even though I've been doing it for like ages. But yeah, yeah. it ended up being sweeted. As I practice more and more. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, was it because you couldn't get another person to, to be in the band to do it or was it just something that you ended up deciding altogether? We, we, we originally had another dude and then after he left, like we thought about getting another dude in and then the drummer suggested to us, like, why not the both of you do it? And I'm like, all right. Yeah, right. Me. <laughs> yeah okay um so how long have you guys been doing it like playing and with with the band as well so dan's has been jamming for about close to two years now yeah and then i myself i've been playing guitar for about um six years this year and been doing vocals like on and off for about three yep what got you into changing it up to do vocals? Was it because that you were short on members to do something or you just wanted to have a bit more freedom to say, if you wanted to start another band, um, oh, I can do vocals, or I can do guitar, or I can do both. What are you looking for sort of thing? Well, I think, I guess speaking for myself and Ollie, I think we both like were really inspired to do it because of the guys we listened to and like, I guess, I don't know, 
Yeah. It just we just really wanted to do it. Yeah. All right. Um, and so I did it. So how many how many um, shows do you reckon you've played all together now? Uh, oh geez, um, <laughs> we've done a fair bit. Yeah, I'd say maybe ten or eleven. Yeah, right, right. Because I've only I, I mean me personally, I've only just started seeing your your band logo and stuff pop up at shows within the last few months, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how I um, got to know who you guys are and stuff. And I think it was. Um, Oh, who was it? Uh, could either have been Rashid or it could have been um, it could have been Jarvis told me about you guys, and um, then I think it was you guys messaged me out of the blue and said, "Hey, we like your shit. Uh, you like my shit? Uh, let's get on and have a chat." Um, and that's when I started paying more attention to see where you were. And you've yeah, you've played you've even played a few shows at the back room and stuff with um, with Decapitated Mum and stuff and yeah. Dirty Brew and. Um, who else? Uh, did you uh, did you play with Dragon's Mead by any chance? Yeah, yeah, we played with them probably. That's Mousy's band, what? isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's such a good band, man. They love, are. They're very um, good live. Love Liam. Love Mousy. Yeah, good people in it. Yeah. Um, so when you what why why was it this particular influence of music that you wanted to go towards? What 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 drew you to that, and what made you want to start the band that you're in now? So, originally I was in a grindcore band called Scumbag and then after I pied ways with them, I wanted to do something like something really different and at the time I was listening to a lot of like Gorgoroff, Dissection, Behemoth and I was like, this is the shit, I want to write this. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of deal. And then... I can hear I can hear some very early Behemoth sort of vibes in in the Ridden track that I uh, was it Ridden sorry or was it Hidden? Ridden. It, it was yeah. Ridden sorry yeah. God damn it I'm I'm fucking out of it today. Um, yeah, very sort of like early Behemoth sort of vibes I could hear from it as well. Fucking love Behemoth as well. Those guys are just monsters. Um, so you were you were telling me a little bit of uh, goss before about how long it it took you to write some of, some of the songs and stuff like that. Is it like this with a lot of the stuff that you write or is do you put a lot of time, like a lot of concentrated time and effort into it or is it a lot of factors drag it out to make it seem like it takes forever? Well, with this EP, it was less um, the writing thing and more like the uh, constant changing of members and then right. after that you've got to yeah. like get them used to the uh, music the that they're playing, make sure they're good enough before you go into the studio. Yeah, right. I'd change from bass to guitar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like halfway through, so I had okay. to learn all the guitar parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the favorites, you were saying before with favourite bands, uh, well, not favourite bands, but like a lot of the bands that you were listening to at the time, um, being that uh, that's what you wanted to sort of emulate. Does that come down to sort of like, your favourite bands as well from when you started listening to music? Like you heard that stuff and you just wanted to be amongst it? Like what, for example, what was the first heavy band that you listened to that made you want to go, fucking, I want to play this shit? Oh, geez, that's, that's a funny question. That's a, because like, because at the time I was listening and I still do listen to some rap, like I, I found new Metal. So uh, I found, yeah. I found yeah. Limp Bizkit, Corn, Disturbed. Yeah. And then a lot of people not, start there yeah. too. It's funny. Like mine, mine was System. That was the first yeah, band. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Both the drummer and I were like 
are big system fans. Like that's the first band we listened to. He was playing Guitar Hero. I just got bored of like pop music. And yeah. just ended up listening to just kept hearing the same shit on the on on TV Basically. and on the radio and stuff. And then I remember seeing yeah. fucking Chop Suey for the first time. I thought this is yeah. this is mental. What are they even doing? This yeah. is so catchy and well, cool. I think, I think mine was Chop Suey as well. My older brother used to listen to like a lot of metal and I'd walk in and go, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, yeah, and one day I'm just like, okay, give it, it a listen. It got, it got, and that's the thing too, it got heavier for me. I was like, there's got to be stuff faster and heavier and makes you want to bob yeah, your head yeah, than this, sure. you know? And that's how I just got yeah. onto heavier stuff. Yeah. And I mean, now, now I'm, I like to think of myself as being pretty okay to listen to whatever. Yeah. I will not listen to something I don't like. But yeah. I mean, like I, I can sit down and have a listen to jazz and yeah, exactly. you know a bit of bluesy stuff. While five minutes later, I can change it up to some Cannibal Corpse yeah. or Nile or something yeah. like that. You know, just the the big jumps. Like there's moods and there's sceneries that you can have for certain stuff. You know, so for me, being able to jump from different tastes and stuff does give you a bit of a um, bit of a reprieve from all the screaming in your face sort of thing. I feel, yeah. um, but. It is still my favourite though, especially mm. for uh, musically as well in writing. There just seems to be so much more technicality that goes in behind it. And I just like to, I, I particularly like to see not so much behind the scenes, but just like how much work goes into it. Because I know a lot of guys do can do a lot of DIY stuff and just bang it out really quickly, but they're quite good at that. They can do that. That's what they've been doing for ages and think, oh no, that's fucking sick. We don't need to do another take. Whereas when you're trying to write, you know, technical and you want it to sound tight 100% of the time, it's going to take you longer than a day or longer than a week, you know, to get it just right down to the nitty-gritty of it. And that's sort of what I, what I notice as well from heavier bands is that they do take a little longer than, say, your punk bands or your rock bands and stuff like that. It's not taking away any skill set from the others, but you can definitely see that there's a lot more work that goes into it. That's what I feel like anyway. Mm. Um, I haven't personally recorded myself with any of that stuff, but hearing from what you've told me anyway, like how long it's taken you only to record and a couple of songs sort of thing, but there's always other issues that come into it. Do, do, do you find that to be something that can make you feel like you don't want to keep on pushing with it? Do you know what I mean? Like say with a lot of hurdles that can come your way, does it kind of just make you go, oh, fuck. You know, I we were going to release it this week yeah. and now we've got to push it back a few weeks, that sort of stuff, you know? Does, does, it, does it make you just kind of go, fuck, what's the point? Or I mean, I think, well, I don't know about Nick or Ollie, but like it's definitely made me feel like that at times. But then again, it's like I just love it too much to give up. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my mindset with Dan's was like when I, I think it was like, before I met these guys, I was like kind of thinking to myself, like, do I like want to keep doing with this? Do I want to? Because I was thinking of like pursuing photography. Ah, uh, yeah. And then yeah. my friend Callum was um, on the train with me, and he was like, "Like, bro, you're so good at this. Why are you like not to like bring myself up or anything like that?" But it was just like he's trying to get you yeah, to realize yeah. that you, you know you're you're fucking good at what you do man like don't mm. don't throw it away like you can and that's the thing like i enjoy photography as well i used to do a little bit of it back in the day i took some uh band shots and stuff for a few guys locally as well and it's really good fun i'm a big fan of the black mm. and white look just because it, it you can take away a lot of like flaws and stuff out of the oh, excuse me out of the shots and whatnot uh, it just gives it a bit more rawness to it. I've always preferred that sort of style. So I can absolutely understand 
that uh, mindset from your end too because, yeah, I, I play guitar as well. I like photography. I like doing this sort of thing. Um, so at the moment I'm just kind of trying to put yeah. them all into one right now. It's a slow process but, you know, and when you've got, you know, people and friends telling you, you're good at this, you should keep going with it. It's a nice feeling too, you know. Yeah, um, man, it's like... Well, I guess it's more so about what do I want to pursue, like, as my main priority kind of deal. And then, yeah, it was like, like, took a while for me to figure out yeah. what I, like, want to do and stuff. And then pretty glad I chose the choice. Yeah. yeah, like, not only, like, do I get to do what I love again, it's like, I, like, have some of the best bandmates ever, yeah. honestly speaking. Yeah. So. And playing playing with people that you enjoy playing with, too, does make a hell of a difference. Mm. You can't get up there and play with people that you dislike or play to crowds even sometimes that you dislike and have a good time so when you get the right space to do it yeah i could totally see it being a fucking good time so um what was it i was going to ask you something else as well oh yeah um so what was the the idea behind the name of the band LA answers. So, uh, our drummer nick really likes classical music and we were just like throwing off band names just like trying to figure out one and then it's just like oh this is really like dark classical piece called dance macabre which translates to dance of death yeah we're all like fuck yeah <laughs> that's pretty brutal yeah. all right so the dance of death um i did see recently that you guys are playing some shows in sydney and melbourne down yes. the track as and well Wollongong. and wollongong yeah, as well man, fuck yeah I'm so stoked. <laughs> are these are these the first shows that you'll be going in a state yep Awesome. So any of the shows that you've had so far, has there been any sort of crazy antics that have happened to begin with to start your runoff as a band or has it been pretty straightforward so far? I guess it's been pretty straightforward. I haven't noticed anything at our shows that have happened. Okay. Okay. From memory anyway. Yeah, right. A couple weird people in the crowd, but yeah, that's like any show. That's a a pretty good norm, yeah. yeah. Especially out of the back room. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, good old Annalie. So, so far, have you had sort of a a favourite sort of lifestyle uh, to to this sort of industry um, so far and uh, a a low, a low light sort of thing? Like, like, what's your favourite side of it to to playing the shows and being amongst it? And what's what's the... uh, What's the least favourite side of it? Oh. I really like playing my shows, but when I've got like work at five o'clock the next day and you finish at 12, you're like, fuck, is this really worth yeah, it? Right. Yeah, right. Either yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the high and the low and it hits in like five hours because <laughs> you wake up with like two hours sleep and you're like, oh, why did I do this? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you guys are still relatively young as well, yeah. so you can you can get yeah. away with it for a few more years. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you, it gets harder when you get older. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I'm, I, I mean, like I now. can't say too much. I'm not that old, but like, I don't know about you, but five years ago I could do it. I can't now. It's fucking hard. Yeah. I I don't know what it is. I'm just I'm just I'm just weak source at the moment. Yeah. Um. And is is the back room one of your favorite venues to play at as well, or? I guess. Um. Yeah, Backroom and Crowbar, that's been our favourite venue so far. Mm-hmm. What is it about Crowbar that you like so much? Like, like they just have such a good, like, live engineer, I reckon. Yeah. Like, they just handle, like, the PA system, just, like, just that perfect niche. Yeah. I guess. And that's the sort of, I guess, sound that you're wanting to get from when you're playing live, I guess, that they seem to have it down packed for you. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you haven't had too many um, too many shows so far, but 
Um, have uh, has it been pretty good to book the shows so far as well for you, for you guys? Like in terms like of dealing with the promoters and, and, and dealing with the people that put them on. Yeah, sometimes it's been pretty good, but like a couple of our gigs have been like we've get get a week's notice and we're like, oh, well, shit, what do we do? And yeah, right. then it's yeah. a bit of a fuck around trying to like work everything around, like changing shifts and stuff like that just to yeah. try and play the gig. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's um, since I have... Th- since I handle like booking the shows and stuff, I don't think there's been like any ex- like lows exactly though. Like when trying to book interstate, like around like the same time period, it can be a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause it took me about maybe it's taken like me about maybe like three or so months to like book our first tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, Contact, getting emails, messaging people, mm-hmm. got to wait back, blah, blah, blah. Do you, do you find that um, the age factor plays into it at all when dealing with some of the, some of the promoters? Do Not really. Think, like, no? it's, they're pretty humble, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if humble is the right word, but, like, Late for the back. most part, we get pretty much treated with respect, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it, it, it's not something that's always going to happen. But, I mean... Um, you do you do hear stories where, say, younger bands or you know, um, young adults starting out playing the shows, and then they have to deal with a shitty promoter or a shitty venue or something like that, and it just turns them off. It you know, it, I'm not saying it happens mm. all the time, but you you just it, it it's something that can happen, and I know that can throw people uh, th- throw the young ones off pretty quickly as well in terms of wanting to play shows because they feel like they're not going to get treated with respect. You know, they're not going to want to do the shows. We've had, like, one... I say we'd had, like, one shitty live engineer, Mm. but I think he's fucked off now. I think (laughs) they fired him or some shit eventually. Oh, good good then. Um, So, have you had... uh, What what would you say... Do you do you get a lot of the... uh, A younger generation come through watching you guys as well? Because... Um, that you, because uh, how old are you again? Sorry, just just so I can w- work it off. Um, it, um, you're about twenty one or twenty two, wasn't it? I'm about twenty. Twenty. He's right. eighteen. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. definite fresh faces. Yeah. Um, so bringing up the younger, bringing up through with the younger generation, um, has it been harder to to keep it going, like the interest with the younger people and and staying with it? How like. Because yeah, like you're you're only just coming up through it as well, and you're 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 playing in in a death metal band. But is it still a common thing for the younger guys to be wanting to do that, or are they waiting a bit? Or uh, I'm not too sure about people who come to like the shows mm. and stuff. I think they're more like um, mid twenties and stuff like that. Yeah, I know a lot of my mates just don't listen to this kind of music. Yeah, yeah. they. They want to support me, but they're like, man, I will not enjoy it at all. <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah. I've got friends like that as well yeah. uh, who um, are definitely not into this style of music, but I mean, whatever. Each to their own. I just yeah, I find it to be mixed. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I guess like our age to like 40s. So yeah, right. That's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. It is, it yeah. is, absolutely. Um, I, for me, I'd I just like to know as well that younger generations are still wanting to be playing this stuff and especially yeah. if they get the chance to play um, all ages shows before they hit 18 because I know the, the current the current stance in, in uh, Brizzy at the moment is that there's only a handful of all ages venues but yeah. there's, you know, 
there's yeah, plenty, plenty of 18 plus venues to yeah, pick there's from. There's like a billion 18 plus venues and there's like a billion bands who are under 18 who are like really good but can't get any gigs. Yeah, yeah that's like right. You hear yeah. so many people who just like, they want to get a gig but they can't because they're all 17 or something like that. Yeah. That, that was one of the reasons why I really want to do that. I talk to um, the, the guys from the Schema Collective as well because I know they're trying to put on a lot more... Um, uh, all ages stuff and they try and do a lot more mm. stuff with the community and whatnot too. So yeah. I've always been a big fan of those guys too. And and Rashid in Massac, he's a weapon and so is so is Stoyan as well. He plays in Adriatic. Uh, once I got onto those guys, Adriatic in particular, they've come they've become one of my favourites to jam too. And just absolute sweetheart of a human being. And um yeah, he's always wanted to um bring on more all ages venues again as well because when I, I used to go to the it was pretty regular back in the day uh princess theater um yeah yeah used to be a venue that had gigs on it like almost every week um parkway drive played there years ago um a band called caliban bury your dead they had red shore thy art is murder and this is who was in caliban uh they're they're a german band german Uh, band oh yeah yeah they're like a german metal metal core band or some shit like that um, and they came over here, I think it was like late 2008 or nine or something that I can remember. Yeah. They didn't have a really good crowd in Brisbane, but I mean, it went off. Like I had a great fun watching it. Well, when I, when I came into like the music scene and stuff, I think the lab was still around. Oh yeah. And the then, lab, yeah. yeah, like I personally enjoy the venue and mm. then it's just so shit. Cause it's like. Like, you have something good like the lab and then all of a sudden, like, it disappears due to, like, fraud or whatever. And then we, like, we get something like Phoenix Arts and then all of a sudden the government wants to fucking shut it down. It's like, mm. what the could, fuck, fam? You yeah, know? it was like Princess Theatre and then that buggered off and then there was the lab and then it was the fort or something or some the shit fort. like that. It might have been called the fort or something. I don't know. But it was another, there was another one after the lab and now I know they do a couple of, they, I know East... Brisbane, I think they do like a licensed all ages, the bowls club or whatever. Um, and Unite, I think Unite might do all ages shows as well. Yeah, Unite. That's yeah. a pretty good venue. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been to that one yet. I haven't been to it yet, but I, I'm pretty keen to go see a show there. And the other one I haven't been to yet is uh, Betty's. I think Betty's will Betty's. either do all ages or they'll do licensed all ages. Either that or it's 18. I can't remember. But I know that's a little small venue as well. We played the... Last we played we played that last like month. week month <laughs> it goes fast. Um, which, uh, which venue? Sorry, it was Betty's. Oh, um, you played at Betty's? Yeah, yeah. We played with um, Life Pilot and like, oh, that was Old um, Town. Uh, Blood Knuckles was the other one, wasn't it? Or did Blood they? No, I think no? that was a that was at Fat Louis. I think. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. I think yeah. it was another one with like Life insert other, oh that's other right lifeblood yeah, yeah. Life yeah. Blood. yeah. right that oh fuck that would have been a good one because yeah betty's is pretty small too isn't it oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's that w- definitely like the shortest venue like we've played at yeah, yeah and was was there a decent crowd when you were in there too yeah, yeah. i'd say like 30 people maybe yeah. and were, it feels like a enough. lot more when you're in a small venue <laughs> yeah. too they like, were decent. yeah i'm packing this place out <laughs> they were decent they just went moshing they're all just standing at the back with their arms crossed just waiting for someone to mosh first so they can all go <laughs> so and, they can all join and in. you're just sitting there playing guitar like looking at every single one of them and you're like i can see you want to mosh you're just waiting for someone else yeah, yeah. i don't <laughs> think it helps too that like we were playing with like bands that were more on like the core side of things because while while i love like all the core bands and stuff like 
unfortunately our music isn't it's not cool. i don't think it's yeah. it's not really super mosh kind of shit yeah it's like fuck man <laughs> yeah i, I, love that I, kind I, of I, shit. I know what you mean too because there's always there's always that say one show where there's a band on there that's just not quite out of the ordinary yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and the crowd never knows what to fucking do with it as well you know it's they'll like, just be like oh, it's fuck is this something that we can fucking mosh to? I don't know if I'm allowed. Or do not, we mosh you know. or do we sip wine and rate them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just become critics for the next 20 minutes. Do we like, get oh, the yeah. cheese platter out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd mosh to that. Nah. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a few more um, all ages venues come back again. I'd really like to see it anyway. Um, I think what we'll do now is I need to get a tissue for my nose anyway. So I think we. My nose is running like a tap, so we might have ourselves a bit of a, a bit of a breather. Um, so we've currently got two songs from you guys, yep. but we don't have them on us right now. But they're going to get put up. Um, so what what's the first one that you'd want what, to? What's the first one that you have in mind that you want to play for us and give us a bit of a rundown for it? I guess we'll play Pestilence. So that's pretty much the opening track for our EP. Yep. For our upcoming EP titled Hamelin. Hamelin, okay. It's based on um, the Pied Piper story, the original. Is it Ollie? Yeah, it's like one of the originals. So they vary in like ending and like some of them were a bit like more chilled than others. So I just had to like take the most brutal one for death metal, which is where they just drown all the kids in the lake. Yeah, so I think that's the one that everyone really remembers too. Yeah. yeah, they've got like that's, some well, that's weird That's what endings. I remembered anyway. Yeah, they've got like <laughs> some weird endings. Oh, he just like takes him off somewhere. <laughs> he opens a magical portal and then like takes him in there or he just like drowns him or some shit like that. So I'm like, oh, we'll take the one where they drown in the lake because, you know, it's more brutal and seems more fitting. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's just accepted that you go for the most brutal shit. In, in metal yeah. or, or death metal or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of kids drowned. Fuck yeah, we'll go with that one. <laughs> That's brutal as hell. Yeah. You know, shark we carcasses bobbing. <laughs> we don't want them to die. We don't Hit want them to die. Hit them where it hurts. <laughs> 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 Fuck, man. Um, so, Pestilence. Glad we're not in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> that would have caused an outrage. Yes, fucking hell. So, Pestilence is... Uh, is based off is so the EP is based off yeah, that. Is the it, whole mean? EP is yep. based off the Pied Piper tale, and each song tells a different part of the tale. So pestilence is all the rats coming and plaguing the town, uh, yep. and the next song Hamlin is the Pied Piper rocking up and find the town plagued, and then officers' services are uh, ridden is getting rid of all the rats and then returning to Hamlin, and then the last song Betrayed is about the betrayal and then what he does to the people to seek vengeance. Yeah. Ah, fuck. I can't wait to hear that, actually. Yeah. Um, all right, then. So we're going to have a jam of Pestilence and we will come back to you sick cats in a moment. Thank you. <laughs>
Pestilence. Fucking banger. Um, you were just talking to us off the air just then um, that I forgot to ask. How did your band form? You had the story for us. What was the go? Here we go. Okay. So I know they get viewed as a meme, but I love Disturbed. So <laughs> I attended the last Disturbed show and then because I bought um, front row, the tickets, like front area, you know, entertainment center, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, we, I met our old guitar player because we originally had another guy on guitar. I met him there and then while well, I was still in Scumbag and then just trying to remember off memory. Because, yeah, while I was like wanting to do like figuring out if I wanted to do a band again or not. Um, oh, wait, that's right. That's right. So how I originally got into contact with Ollie was scumbag was looking for a bass player yeah so i was like to dom i was asking everyone and i asked dom hey man uh do you know any bass players and then he pointed me to ollie's way and then i asked him some stuff and he was like and then we were talking and then i'm just trying to remember it was because he was 16 Mm. like the other guys didn't want him in i was like what the fuck guys like do this shit to me now and then (laughs) And I was like, sorry, bro. Uh, he's like, oh, gee. And then after I left Scumbag, um, so just trying to remember, I was trying to find a drummer. And then I asked the same guy again, hey, man, do you know any drummers? And then finally I get someone say, yeah, this dude named Nick. And it's like, all right. And then after that, I met up with Ollie and Nick. We talked a bit about what, what he wanted to do. And then from that point on, yeah, so it all formed. it all started from disturbed. a koala, a koala noise. <laughs> <laughs> it all started in the Mitchelton uh, uh, Brookside shopping center. We just <laughs> met up at like some record store or some shit, and then chatted, and then that was it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the rest is history. You started writing. Do you? Yeah. So, what, uh, do you guys get together like once a week or twice a week or something like that? To we try and get together once a week, but now that we're like all out of high school and. Most of us have like full-time jobs or full-time commitments. It's really hard to do once a week. Yeah. But yeah, we try and like get together once a week or at least like if we're not practicing, we've got a gig on or some shit like that. So we at least like play the songs or something like that. Just trying to keep relatively as busy as possible. Yeah, exactly. But like most of us outside of it, because we're all very serious musicians and like pretty talented, we all like play at least like a minimum two hours a day or some shit like that. Yeah, right. So... Um, what's it like keeping yourself motivated to do that? Is it the sheer love of wanting to do it or is, or is there anything else that just, is it, do you consider it, do you kind of change your mindset to think of it like a job where you know that you have to get down to play it to be better or to do it or? Some days it's like that where you're like, oh, this is kind of like another job now after mm. we started like earning money and like doing a couple gigs a week or something like that. It's like, oh, this is kind of like a job now and then, there's sort of that motivation where you're like, oh, at least it's better than like my actual job. Yeah, and yeah. You're yeah. motivated to go down and get better, so you can move out of that and like play music for a career. But yeah, it's mm. still still kind of a job at the end of the day. So you kind of go, I don't want to like go and like practice or something like that. I just want to sit on my phone watching videos. Yeah, or something well, like that. it's essentially a like freelance business, pretty much. Yeah. Like depends how like anyone treats it. Like a band's like a business. 
the more the more you put yourself out there, the more shows you're going to exactly. get. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it sort of orientates like one because you know all the venues they got to pay for venue like venue hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, the PA equipment, you know, all that shit. The more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So if you spend thirty minutes in your garage like playing, and then that's all you do, you're not going to get much out of it. But if you practice like two, three hours a day, you're going to get a lot better and get a lot more attention if you're really good and everyone just locks in together. How do you practice? Do you do sheet music? Do you do um, the old tab form? Or? Not really sheet music. For me, it's more practicing like the shredding. So it's just like really menial, like shitty exercises that you don't want to hear or don't want to play. Just like build up the, the speed um, memory and, the, yeah. and speed and like that. And you just create like stupid exercises that you'll never like play in a solo. Yeah. But it's just all about getting that speed. Yeah. Mm. That, that's yeah. probably been one of my favorite yeah. sort of assets yeah. to... Um, the heavy side as well as like the thrashy, yeah. Oh, yeah. fast pace sort yeah. of playing. I, I've always enjoyed that too. Like Slayer was the big one for me that got me into yes. wanting oh, to play that yeah. thrashy style. And that that's always sort of what I've been good at playing. Yeah. Like never really a solo person or anything like yeah. that. A fucking, yeah, different yeah. different world for me in that instance. But I, I've always enjoyed playing fast, riffy, yeah. thrashy stuff, yeah. you know. And I just... Just makes you want to mosh. Then obviously you know. with like practicing the speed and that, you've obviously got to practice like all your music theory, like your chords, scales and stuff like that, just so yeah. you know what you can play. And even studying like a scale can bring you a new song. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because um, I, I can't remember how it works, but like they're all, because they're all part of the scales and stuff like that, you can use those particular notes yeah. um, to play as a part of a song sort of thing like yeah. that as well and that's when it gets into the sort of nitty gritty exactly. side that I'm like yeah. oh or man. you've got a riff which doesn't quite work in that one and then you learn a new scale and you're like wait a minute and then you just change some stuff and yeah, you've got a better song even, even if you're doing yeah. a different scale like you can still use other ones with the same sort of thing as long as they fit with the notes yeah, or whatever exactly. yeah mm. so you can there's always that's that's why that's how a lot of people come up with a lot of their newer riffs and stuff they'll just sit there fucking doing the same scales over and just change them up because yeah. they all fit and sound how they're supposed to but yeah. just in different orders exactly yeah um which yeah again there's a lot there's a lot of stuff you <laughs> yeah. can learn if you want to get good but yeah yeah it, it's really annoying and hard and nobody wants to do it but you've <laughs> just got to pressure yourself into doing it yeah. and then like a month later you'll look back at it and go Thank God I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels good at the end of the day. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. Do you guys um, get to do, uh, get to travel much, get away to deal with any sort of like bad headspace days or anything like that? Or even to, you know, maybe try and you, uh, just to get away to see if you can write, come up with some new shit? Uh, going away I with don't me. Know. Just, just anything in general, like going away, travel for a little bit, like just down the coast or up, up the coast, go away, whatever. Any sort of influences come not, come from there? Like not so necessarily much from locations, but yeah. like for me personally, I I guess I listen to like a piece of music or like I hear a video game soundtrack, what have you, and then that like inspires me to write something similar. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I have a mate, and we just like go out and like chill, have a couple cigarettes, you know, go to like random locations that we just find we can like chill and relax and you know we talk about music other shit and that like really clears your head after especially after a day of work or something like that mm. like really tense and stuff like that and those like hour or two where you just like go out and just chill there's no pressure there's nothing like weighing down on you it's really good just to like get away sometimes even for like an hour or two but no real like big holidays yet yeah, yeah. right right do you feel like uh, much of this sort of lifestyle, heavier music, 
gigs, shows, that sort of stuff, has it played much of a, an effect on your headspace in a good or a bad way, do you think? I reckon it comes both good and bad with any music. Like, obviously, there's kind of a pressure when you play live to, like, be good enough or, like, produce something that people would like. And then they didn't realise how, like, uh, much you put into, like, doing it outside and just, like, how much pressure and strain you put on yourself. Mm. So I, I guess there's both positive and negative. Like, when you practice for, like, a year or something like that and make these songs over a year, no one's heard them apart from, like, you four and maybe a mate who's just stumbled through. Yep. Um, it can feel exhausting yeah. in that aspect. It's yeah. really straining, but then as soon as you, like, play them live and get this great um, response, like our first gig, we just got an amazing response. And after, like, a year and a half of just, like, playing... All these songs, you know, going through like all this shit. Over and over yeah, again. Just playing like, them over and over. You, and getting like a really great response. It's like, well, all this hard work's paid off and people love it. Yeah. Does it get boring playing the same songs over and over though? It does, but you... Yes and no. Yeah. Yeah. It really depends on like re- the response from yourself that day and the response of the crowd. Like, If you don't like the song, but the crowd is really in, into it, then it can like pump you up. I know we've had a couple gigs where I've just like gone on... Not really into it, not really enjoying it, but the crowd has just like pumped me up and I've just got like right into it, the head banging, like going hard on the solos and shit like that. But the crowd's not good and you're into it, then, mm. you know, you're having fun, but they're not. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a bit different. Yeah. It, can, it, it changes, I suppose. Changes day yeah. to day, yeah. Yeah, right. And my answer to like your last question, I'd say it's a mixture, like with anything. Like there's like... I guess when you're dedicating yourself to something for like a good while... It can feel rather intense, I guess, at times. Mm. I mean, it really depends, like, what area we're talking. Like, I guess when we're talking about just, like, the music side of things, it can be... The low for me is that it can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. But the high is, um, I guess, the satisfaction you get from, like, hearing the work that you've put in. Or like on the stage, it's out there yeah. being played in front of people yeah, rather exactly. than in your band room or rehearsing it or whatever. You get you get other people's feelings thrown out there by watching what you guys are doing. Yeah, like, and like I guess also too, like the compliments, mm. like that's that's pretty much a, a really big bonus for us. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it, it's it's the nicest feeling in the world when someone comes up to you and goes, "Hey, man, that was." fucking awesome i can't wait to see you guys do more stuff it's it's very flattering and it does it does hit a soft spot for i think anybody hearing that someone else rather than yourself has enjoyed your music yeah whether or not they're just taking the piss or not you don't have to view it as that (laughs) way exactly you know you can just go well this guy just said that he likes my tunes. Yeah, exactly. If he says anything else, I don't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> I walk away. Yeah. But I can walk away knowing that someone said that they liked my music. I think yeah. it was very good in our first gig because we had like three very supportive bands and yeah. they were very like uh, nice towards us and like really enjoyed our music. Who, who was the first few bands that you played with? It was Crave Death, Isolation and Bonnie Doom. Fuck. And oh, and there, there was um vestiges as well yeah. like love all the guys vestiges. and all the bands yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Adam Adam is yeah Adam yeah yeah, yeah. yeah Adam like cool. I like his stuff he puts on some good shows and shit he just showed me a yeah. flyer the other day of one that he's got going on down at uh, Vinny's dive it's like Cavity and Goon on the Rocks and um oh, fuck I can't remember the there's like three or four other bands on it or some shit it mm-hmm. looks fucking awesome yeah. um and yeah I just saw that he's going over to um. 
Hobart or whatever doing Dark Fest. I yeah, saw that. I that saw lineup that. looks awesome. I didn't realize that that wasn't even a thing. It shows how much that I've been trying to keep in touch with shit, though. Um, we might be on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Fuck yeah. That's yeah. a good one. So a little bit of inside goss there. You might be on dark, be. the might Dark on Days it, Fest. All right, cool. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't know that. I suppose hopefully you don't get in trouble for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. They're pretty chilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's all sweet. No, but um, so, yeah, Adam Adam plays in Vestiges. So how did, how did you get to know him? Um, It was how I actually got onto the gig was... I met the guys. Well, I've known like some like I know and Cody from Crave there for a little bit there, and then. But how I actually got into the gig was through Ashley and Jaden from Isolation. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I've known Jaden for like a fair for a fair while now, and then Ashley I met probably like like this time last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh no! It was like early, like yeah, early last year, pretty much. And then I like asked, like, "Hey, are you looking for any support acts?" And then Jane said, "Yeah, we've got one support for you." Yeah, right. Yeah, and then so, and it just history. comes down to asking half the time too. Pretty putting much in, putting your name out there, going, "Hey, do you need, do you guys need another spot for the for the for the show or whatever?" Yeah, yeah. it's better off to ask than. Not ask. Just assume. Yeah, exactly. yeah instead of assuming that they're going to yeah. reach out to you. You have to be genuine though. Yeah. That's the main thing. Because yeah. like, yeah, like when you're not like, when you're all about yourself, it can only get so far. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah that's a really good, oh, excuse me, sorry. That's a really good first gig to have as well. Yeah. yeah I, I've been I've been wanting to see Crave Death for a fair while now. So I've been seeing some of their, um, some of their, uh, posts and, and pictures and stuff coming up and true just, scott and i were like so stoked when we got on that because we're like obviously like kids from like the lab days and shit and then yeah, like yeah. to like play with someone like crave death and mm. just like fuck yeah like because that's one of the bands that we like adored from mm. those days I, I now that you're saying the lab i'm pretty sure i saw thy art play there one time they i'm, I'm sure yeah. they played there i mean this is Definitely going back years and years and years now. Like um, way before like they blew up with like fucking yeah, Holy yeah. War. It was, it was about, it's probably about a year after they got CJ or some shit like that. It was no like 09, way. 010. Yeah. yeah, that they played oh, at the lab man. or some shit. Yeah, yeah I, I saw them. I saw them when they had their original vocalist, that fucking oh, woman. Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, oh, the woman-hating motherfucker. Oh, yeah. God, man. Yeah. I heard some wild shit. Yeah, just just a piece of shit. Um, yeah. I, well, I mean, I don't... I love them those sort of lyrics, I mean, come on. Yeah, um, obviously. But, yeah, like, I remember seeing them back in the early days. Even with... I think it's Sean, the... The guitar, guitar singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was playing in guitar back then as well, but then mm. he jumped over to bass for a bit, and then he went back over to guitar. But yeah, no, um, I seen them off their EP days, and they were pretty pretty corey and savage then. And then they got uh, CJ on not long after that, and I saw them play once at the Princess Theatre, and then the next time I saw them play was I'm pretty sure at the Lab, and they I remember. I only remember because they had, I don't know his name, but they ha- he was like, their bassist that they had at that time, he was super jacked. Oh, yeah, super I think jacked. they've still That's got him, like Kevin, Kevin or something. Kevin, yeah. Like that. Kevin. Oh, well, he was bald. He was oh, bald, no, yeah. it wasn't Kevin. Yeah, he was just this super jacked yeah. looking motherfucker who was their, playing on their bass. Their current bass player is just like this insane powerlifter. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like and, and I follow him on Instagram and like see all his lifts and when I was doing powerlifting myself, I'm like, holy fuck, like Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're doing like a... 
yeah. 150 kilo bench. Fuck, man. <laughs> like, chill. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. But see, that's the thing too. Like, even even these bands at at, uh, at such a scale that they are now, like Thy Art, for example, um, you know, they're doing stadium shows and shit like that now all over the world sort of thing. But they had humble beginnings like everyone else. Yeah. They started Have you heard of Lab Wave? Lab Wave. No, I haven't. Lab yeah. Wave. Okay. Well, I saw... I saw Just like Justice was on the bill, Alf Wolf, yeah, Justice yeah. for the Dam, okay. and then it was Tomb of Doom when they were still a thing. Dude, Tomb of Doom, fucking, they used to be one of my favorites back in the day. Yeah, I, I used to be a mad fan of them. And then Alf Wolf before they got, it was like when John was back in vocals before they even got Aiden. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Before they like blew up of mono. <laughs> Which is when they were still like completely down tempo. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck down tempo yeah. stuff. What a, what a world. Yeah. What a world. But yeah, that was like that. That's going on like nine years ago now. Like yeah. ten years ago, actually. Like, and it just seems like it was yesterday. Yeah, like that they were playing. I think know, my s- brother went to go see him once, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, the tickets were like fourteen bucks." Yeah, yeah to go yeah. see Fire. Yeah. And I'm was- like, "Are you are you serious?" <laughs> I, 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 there was one. It was probably one of my favorite ones to date. Uh, it was called Death Fest, and it was at the Princess Theatre. So the headline act was the Red Shore, and then it had Gallows for Grace from WA. Had Thy Art is Murder. Had a Brizzy band Cross the Lips of Grace. Um, then it had one of my favourite bangers at the time, Before the Throne. They were down the Gold Coast and they played like this drop G, oh, down-tuned, Jesus. fucking like heavy, hardcore death metal shit. It's just yeah. wild, like wild combination and they were just animals. So they became like one of my favourites. And then Among the Vanished, they were like an old school death metal band that were through the, through the ranks and stuff, always had a good following. Signal the Firing Squad. Oh, um, I haven't yeah. seen them. Yeah, was, um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're killer. Did you the, see Headwound the Pony? Yes. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. They were killer. I saw Headwound the Pony back in the day as well. Signal used to have their old vocalist. Um, I can never remember his name, but he always, I always remembered that he looked like uh, the Penguin Man from Batman. Uh, it's not a, I hope it's not a dick. I'm sorry, man. But like, his vocals were just mental, and that was the easiest way for me to remember him. Um, and then they got this new guy, Nathan, or some shit like that, who who did like clean singing on the side, believe it or not, and then like decided to throw in some hectic vocals over Signal as well. But then they didn't last too much longer after that, I don't think. But that was that was probably like one of my most wild gigs from memory back in the day. Like of all age, that was an all age one, and it cost twenty bucks, and there was nine nine bands on the on the bill. Yeah, it's you just know? insane. Like looking back at all these big bands and like how much it cost to originally see them. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you look at it now and you're like, well, fuck, y'all are paying like sixty, seventy, eighty dollars to go see them now. Mm. This is like I, I went and saw them like two, three years ago for $14. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. wild. Like, it's just wild seeing where it goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they've, also, they've also got to get paid Exactly. what they want yeah, to do, yeah. you know. But, yeah. like, um, now it's just like... I mean, like I, I 100 want, bucks. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember seeing, unless, like... Unless you get, like, a good deal with, like, say, if that's what they're wanting to do, yeah. like having cheap shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But I bet you anything that they are playing at the Crowbar or whatever in June is going to have, like, 50, 60 buck tickets. Yeah, I th- yeah, I'm not. I haven't even looked, and yeah. I guarantee you, it's probably going to yeah, be around I that. It's like that. Yeah, sixty bucks. Eventually, I think. yeah, you'll see. There you go. <laughs> That's with like Justice and Dealo and fucking. I for, I forgot the other band. I think it was Wither. But uh, yeah, as I was right, trying, yeah. yeah, as I was trying to say before, yeah, sorry, um, yeah, that's all good. Um, 
I remember seeing Thy Art fit for an autopsy before they got oh, Joe. Yeah. Um, fuck, who else was on there? Wait, so you saw them when they had that Nathan guy or whatever? Yeah. yeah the bald dude? Oh, not Nathan. It was the guy in between, like the mm. guy that like lasted like like seven months yeah, or some he, shit. Yeah, he used to, I think that's the same guy. He used to be the singer for Through the Eyes of the Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, my fucking God. That's a killer band. Yes. Yes. Failure in the Flesh from Malice, I think it was. I think that's the album. Malice, yeah. Um, yeah, fucking insane. Insane tune. Uh, but yeah, that's how I heard, and that's how that's how I got onto uh, Pit for an Autopsy because he, that vocalist he went from Through the Eyes to Fit for, and that's when I started getting into them. And then he disappeared, and then I just kind of stopped listening to him, sort of thing. Um, so it was Thy Art, Fit for an Autopsy. It was Revocation, Psychoptic. Revocation, and dis- that was the first time. Well, that was actually the first time I saw all those bands. Anyway, but like, dude, that's fucking killer line. Disentomb, yeah, and Disentomb yeah, as well. Bro, fuck. Uh, so yeah, Fit for Thy Art, um, Disentomb, and Revocation. Yeah, that's an awesome gig. Yeah. I haven't seen Revocation yet though, but I would really like to. Because I used I used to listen to them as well back in the day, um, pretty regularly. They had, they always had this one song. I think it was Cretan, and it just just full on from the get go. And I was like, yeah, no, that's that's my jam. I love that. Um, so in 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 terms of talking with these bands, uh, these bigger bands and stuff like that, do you have sort of like a, a a dream band that you'd like to tour with, like around here, even like not even not a big name one, but say like the ones that are out there now that you're like. Pff, starting to play around with and whatnot. Are there any sort of that you want to get on a bill to play with at the moment? or you We just... always love playing with Bonnie Doom. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we just get along with them off stage and they play an incredible show on stage. So it's always nice to like have them on a bill. Yeah. We've played with them like two, three times now and we just always enjoy not it. Not enough. Yeah. Yeah, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're playing at a cro- oh, this week from memory, I yeah, think, with yeah, Level yeah, H yeah, or level whatever H. it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still haven't gotten around to seeing Level H yet, but they are playing – they've got a couple of fest, uh, a couple of shows up after this week as well, I think, too. Yeah. So it's it's not like I won't miss them. I just don't think I'll be able to get to this one. Yeah. Um, so Bonnie Doom is one of – what about, like, say, a big band? Well, found a doubt, Behemoth. Behemoth. Yeah, Gorgoroth. Behemoth. Yeah, Parkway would be goals for this band, definitely. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just like something like that, That'd like be a big, heavy band that we can kind of mix well with. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Yeah. So, do you plan on going to tour overseas? Amazing. Um, <laughs> it would be amazing, and we have talked about. Like I've talked to like one promoter or two about even this year, but we wouldn't make back. Like yeah. just. To, mm. to put to put to be blunt, like it, we wouldn't make back, like for the time being. So it's just for now. It's just more so focusing on like getting around the, like this country for a bit, and then maybe piss off to New Zealand or something like that. You know, I reckon you'd cheap. you'd kill it over in Europe, yeah. Europe and the and the yeah. music scene over there, like especially with the heavier shit. Oh yeah, apparently just Poland goes wild. Like yeah. I think it was Royal Blood played one show there. Like even before their first album came out, everyone knew all the songs, everyone knew all the lyrics. They were like ripping up PAs and shit like that, just going mental. And they're just like, well, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, the Europe, the Europe scene. I, I hear 
I've got a few friends that have played over in Europe and stuff, and they say the same thing. They just yeah, can't wait to go back just there. Insane, yeah. And like I know our versions Crown go and play over there a lot too. Yeah, and they and just yeah. you constantly see just like they are just like doing loops of Europe and shit. Yeah. Like then you're like, just come back to Australia, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ever do want to go hit up New Zealand as well, I just did a podcast with uh, Angie Stewart from Third Eye Music as well. Yeah. She's a promoter down there, and they're always looking for um, people to want to come over and play and stuff like that as but, well. Yeah. So. You can yeah. reach out to her and hit her Please. up. They have some good bands and shit over yeah. there too. So, I mean, she'd, she'd be able to hook you up with a venue and a place to stay and stuff like that. Uh, depending on which uh, part of the country it is, I've got some mates and, like, family over there. So Oh, that's yeah, right. You were saying before yeah. that you are from New Zealand too, yeah. I, right. I was raised there. I'm not born there. Ah, <laughs> yeah. right. Raised born there. in Townsville. Ah, yeah, I moved right. there when I was young. Okay. But, re- yeah, okay. Well, even even then, you've got yeah. people over there. So yeah, that's people over there. So yeah. it's sick. So even, even better. $200 for accommodation. It's just, hey, can I crash on your couch for like at night? Yeah. Or yeah. sleep in your driveway? <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's a perfect thing to do. Perfect deal. Yeah. Do you have any sort of politics play a role in your music? No, no not at all. No. Thank fuck our, for that. Our lyrical I? content comes from like mythology, uh, philosophy, psychology and all these like things going on with like mental sort of stuff like that, like how the brain works, how it perceives things as in like mythology comes into psychology because it's perceiving things and taking it as you can understand them. Yeah. What made you want to write about that sort of stuff? Uh, I studied English extension in year 12 and that was basically just like looking at uh, pieces of literature and pulling them out and just like looking at how the writer thought and what their like politics and like, our thoughts were underneath it so i always lost my shit at teachers when yeah. they would um you well, do you you do the writing reviews and they'd be like so why did they say this i don't fucking th- know a, there was a difference between <laughs> oh shakespeare said the door was red or he said that because he perceived he was mad at the time and it's just like oh uh, no the person who wrote this book is a communist who like <laughs> has all this shit underlying and is trying to subtly push the communist message I think I pulled apart like this children's book called The Little Red Hen and like made it about communism and stuff like yeah, that because well, the, the person fuck? just equally distributed. Oh. Uh, and you'd have to try to like expand it like yeah. um, it was red and then like the textures were kind of fuzzy and then the doorknob was like not round enough and oh. then it fell off. So you just to extend the word count. This class was just the biggest shit post you could ever think of. Like some of the shit that was turned in, you're like, how? <laughs> like so what you're thinking? Essentially, you're just trying to come up with like the most creative way to come yeah. up with a story to analyze the yeah, words exactly. on the paper. And just like understand and like perceive different sort of like uh, psychology and philosophy and political ideologies, sort of stuff were, like that. Were yeah. there any sort of uh, particular passages or anything like that, or even uh, authors or someone that um, you took a shining to and wanting to do that? I really liked so the last assignment i ended up doing was on uh war of the worlds and that was quite interesting because there was a lot of like political and like uh, world tensions going on that you just didn't perceive in like the 1800s like there was this massive thing of thinking that the germans would invade in like blimps building tunnels under the english channel or some shit like that yeah right. it's just this really weird time of like xenophobia and it's just all like put down in this writing just very subtly yeah, yeah. Like you can perceive the aliens are just instead of uh, like being this technologically advanced society from like Mars or some shit, it's just the Germans or something like that. Right. Yeah, I, I follow that. Yeah, I, I get. I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's 
a hidden message yeah, sort it's of a thing. Hidden message, yeah. but like you've just got to look at it really hard and like read the thing twenty times before you see it. Or something right, like that. right. So in, with with your writing, what what do you specifically look to try and emphasize with the songs that you write? Well, the the EP that we've done, all the lyrics are just like trying to tell a story. Because um, you did say before with the, the pipe, yeah, pipe yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's just all about a story. But um, we'll just see where it goes with like our future stuff. Yeah, like I think we've got a couple of lyrics which just touch on like different stuff and yeah, like mythology and I, I, I do like, like that. yeah, I do like the idea of uh, like concept albums and stuff yeah. like that in yeah. particular of telling it's, a story. I, I, I wrote uh, back in my writing days. I remember I wrote like this eight song concept album or whatever, like lyrics, and yeah. it was like. It was your typical sort of death metal, death vibe sort of thing where it was like the end of the world and like things were just like going hectic. But each song, excuse me, each song, like you said before, was telling a story. Yeah. Um, Or like there was a certain part, like say, this is the part where he sees the shit happening. So there's that song. This next song is where he gets fucking overrun by people Mm. out of nowhere and then you write a song about that. And then the next song is another sort of of story and by the end of it you're, you know. You've told like an entire book or something yeah like I, 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 I was i was a huge that was a big influence on me i always thought that was the be all end all you write concept yeah. albums better to yeah. tell a yeah. story but now I've, I've started writing some songs recently yeah. and yeah. like they're just fucking shit and then yeah. i would say they're shit songs but like i'm, I'm looking for more catchy shit yeah. now rather than just yeah. telling a story well, i like doing a concept ep in like four or five songs because it's easier to like stretch out a story or something like that or tell it properly yeah but like a 10 song album you're just going to be like stretching it too much yeah i can imagine so unless repeat. unless it's something that you've already put a fuck ton of effort yeah into. exactly yeah i uh, love shit like i guess like i love like like video game stories like fallout halo where like there's like this whole universe about it and like there's like heaps of like many like games that are based on like different parts of the story of the universe like yeah sort right. of like how Halo ODST, I don't know if you've... ODST one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like how like that was based in the middle of like Halo 2 and 3. Actually, like it was in after when the... I don't think it's called the Shadow of Intent, but like the ship was like flying through the thing and then it caused an EMP to like wipe out the city Mm. and like you're playing as this like ODST, like coming out of the drop pod and you're like going through the city at night pretty much like yeah and you're not yeah. you're not playing the chief yeah. or whatever it's yeah so very interesting how like everything connects like yeah you play reach and it just loops all the way back to the start of halo one or something like that mm. i was it's i was a huge fan of uh morrowind back in the day yeah that was Mor- my one because it was just a massive game like there was nothing out at that point that yeah. was as big yeah, as exactly. morrowind and it was it was yeah. fucking huge i went back and played oblivion for the meme just like recently and i think i put about like 40 50 hours just into one character just having fun with it and like yeah. doing all the shit like going around the world and stuff like that yeah yeah the, the last the, the last game that i have played would be it's an old school one too you remember those total war games yes so like I've rome, actually total war. i've got rome i think it yeah. Is, yeah well i had rome until i snapped the cd the other week i don't know how i managed that but i opened the case and the cd was snapped i'm like oh. fuck yeah. You played uh, I can't have a bit of nostalgia, but but yeah. I was okay because I actually also had another Total War, which was the medieval one. So yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, I get to try this out. Yep. So at the moment, I'm doing one of those ones where I'm just going back and having a bit of a nostalgia moment. Yeah. At the moment, I'm playing Russia and I'm just like doing... I've even called like the... The, the save to the game just like Total Conquest like USSR <laughs> style yeah. 
And like I'm just trying to go back and like make the whole map like yeah. the color of the Russians or whatever yeah. it is. There's one game called Hearts of Iron Four, which like you can either play it as like one of the main countries, so you can just go on the biggest shit post and play as like Ethiopia or some <laughs> shit and just like take over the world. And you're like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Like oh. I started off with five <laughs> troops and now I own Russia. Yeah, cool. <laughs> the third world has now become the only world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll probably we've got a couple more here that I wanted to ask you as well um so we asked if um the politics play anything in 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 your guys uh, lives it is absolutely and we were made aware uh about half an hour ago that if we vote vote for pauline hansen that we don't have any place in this space at all which is fair Immediately banished to somewhere yeah. else, probably like northern yeah. Queensland. Yeah, because we all, we all know that she's sick of it. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that video. Fucking hell, it's great. Oh, yeah, it's um, terrible. Like, if you're you, going to be racist, just admit it. Like, yeah. just, if you're going to say some shit... Getting upset about all the racist, racist bigoted people in her party, yeah, and exactly. she wonders why. Yeah, like you had Fraser Anning in your party. It's yeah. just like, don't, don't go on about how like you're the victim of like racism when your party is literally founded upon racism. And yeah, like, that's, that's even exactly Even calling right. it one nation is like a, that's a, a hint pl- to yeah. racism. Yeah. yeah, come on now. Like, so in, in saying that too, obviously... Um, do you keep in touch with the mainstream news? Do you do you want any of that stuff to be involved in what you guys oh. do or write or or sort of project out to the public? I studied film and TV a couple of times throughout high school, and the first thing that like my teacher said in year nine was like disregard all mainstream media, like it's just force feeding you a specific message that they want to. Mm. Like they'll ignore all this news just to feed you like one specific thing, and they'll like change so many details just to fit their ideology well it's it, it's quite often yeah. yeah like i won't i won't take anything off like a tv yeah exactly. i'll take it with a grain of salt like, i should say when i was 14 i was like oh like you don't know any maybe better then. yeah but then you like uh grow a bit more study a bit more and you're like oh yeah i can definitely see that <laughs> like yeah. for sure they're pushing one message yeah because i've talked about it on 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 this side um on this podcast i should say a couple of times about what mainstream sort of stuff can do and 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 politics can do to to a music scene as well uh, considering your age for both of you guys in particular and even for the band are you worried about anything like say what sydney's got happening at the moment with their lockout stuff coming to brisbane oh uh, well the lockout laws are a bit stupid like it affects local businesses mm. like if you're out till like 4 a.m in the morning and the kebab shops open till 4 a.m in the morning mm. they're just gonna get a stream of customers as soon as the uh, things close and it's actually ending up being more dangerous because people are just binge drinking more to like get to the point that they would by like 3 a.m. Yeah. But they're doing it by 12. So mm. they're pissed out of their heads and, you know, more violent. And, and yeah, it just affects like the whole city. It's not just the nightclubs. And Now like, you guys yourselves, like would you consider <laughs> yourselves party animals and stuff like that? Would Yeah. I used yeah. to be. Used <laughs> to be. But now I'm more like go out, have a couple drinks and then come home, not finish yeah. off a case in like five hours. Yeah, <laughs> right. I have right. different moods sometimes. Yeah. I'll go hard, I'll go hard and then other times I'll just want to chill. Yeah, yeah, you just want to have like a relaxed one yeah. sort of thing. Because yeah, like it's it's something that I want to make sure. I mean, I, I don't want anything like that happening in Brisbane because I think you'll just kill it off more than what it yeah, already exactly. is at the moment yeah, because sure. like I, <sighs> I find all the... I, I did my RSA to become a bartender and like you just look at all the laws they've already got and they're very good. 
Mm. And even like a lot of the laws we've got for other things, they're very good, very strict and like keep everything safe. If you try and push it much more, they're either going to go the opposite way and be more dangerous or get to the point where they're so strict that they're actually dangerous. Because mm. with, with the Brisbane scene, you quite often find anyway that a lot of bands or a lot of shows, I should say, if they're going to be one of those bigger ones where they have the ticket sales and whatnot, yeah. um, most, mm-hmm. most of the time the tickets will sell quickly in like the last week. Here, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's how um, if, you, if you're aware of Cataclysm and Hypocrisy, yeah. they were supposed to play here in Brisbane last week or whatever it was or this yeah, month. Yeah, I heard but about that. But their show got cancelled in Brisbane and it was three months before the show, like the show that it yeah. got cancelled because of low ticket sales. Three months before the show was even supposed to happen yeah, in Brisbane, so yeah, it got cancelled. Yeah, you know, don't think they just understand s- how like things work. Like they were it's not, but that's the sellouts. thing. Like the, yeah. the tickets were obviously moving that slow for two yeah. major, you know, bands, international yeah. metal bands. Yeah, that they just went, nah, fuck this. Yeah. We already know that Melbourne and Sydney are selling. And they've just yeah. pulled the plane. I would have gone to see that one for sure. Yeah. I, I've I've been mm. I've been hearing Cataclysm. God knows how long now. Like, you, you just hear them come on every so often, and you're like, yeah, I fucking know that. I think those one guys. of my teachers showed me cataclysm. Yeah. He's just like, listen to this. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, they're, yeah. they're not like in your face, like screaming, like, sort of whatever, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they're just like one of the. They're just like that right amount of like death metal where it's yeah. just like yeah, hitting the perfect amount. Yeah. It's, it's not one that's going to make you kind of go, where's the nearest exit? It's like, yeah. shit, this is heavy. I don't well, know if I want to listen to this the regularly. Where's the wall mm-hmm. to punch through? <laughs> I'm just that hyped up. <laughs> yeah. 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 But so three months before the show was even supposed to happen, that's like a gig's been pulled because of ticket sales and stuff like that. And you could imagine if there was any more sort of lockout law stuff to happen here, how much that would affect as yeah. well. It would yeah. just knock it off another yeah. like sort of I guess log. I can see it no, from- I don't think it's so much more the lockout show, like the lockout laws with mm. that show though. No, no, it wasn't with that show. Oh, that that okay. wasn't what I was trying. It, it, what I was trying to say in that instance is that um, Brisbane's quite notorious for like ticket sales moving slowly. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so that's why that show left. Uh, that's why that show didn't happen. But even if that was the case, if you want to add on Brisbane having the slow ticket sales as well as having also shitty worse lockout laws as well, mm. then I feel as if that it would probably go down another step too low, yeah. you know, and then it's going to make it even worse. That's what, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, like, okay, no, okay. It wasn't it, what, what – yeah, it, it was more so like say that's already happened once. Now throw on that and yeah, where does it go? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like you know, say goodbye to the music scene. I guess well, if that yeah. happens, man, because it's like Espe- unless you're like the ones that come international, big bands that play Riv Stage and it's Hamilton Center, yeah, like that's and shit. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Unless you're like the big bands like that, you're always going to make a killing. Yeah, always will. But the smaller ones and stuff that come through, even if they do a sellout show or whatever, like they're not going to be doing yeah. as good yeah. as they would They'll normally. Make, make as much as they need and then have a little bit more, so it's worth it. Yeah, but yeah, they're not going to make like a killing like Metallica or something do you, like that. Do you think there's anything that we can do to try and help keep that from happening? Um, Person- I guess awareness, personal opinion, yeah. awareness, pretty much. Because like, I think we're not gonna until like download like comes through into Brisbane, like on which like is a year probably going to be yeah, next year, next year, year next yeah. year, next year, year or the year after. Will be. <laughs> yeah. um, like, the biggest we have is like Dead of Winter, and that that does or like. Pretty yeah, well. Yeah, dead, and especially like so far with the two lineup announcements that they've had, it's actually not too bad. Mm. And they got the third one dropping tomorrow actually as well. Um, yeah. I think there's another 10 bands or something being chucked up on it too. 
Um, so yeah, Dead of Dead of Winter is like the only solid festival that like comes to like Brisbane pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. else is like either like like they're good festivals. Don't get me wrong, but like they're either like only local festivals or they're like the one rare occasion by like a big headline band where it's like pretty much a band like about six bands on mm. the lineup and it's something like river stage or what have you i think yeah. the only other one that i can think of off the top of my head is big pineapple festival yeah. big, and then yeah. they don't even they're they're not they they occasionally bring like a heavier band on yeah. it i mean you know, but it's like one or two we have the venues for like uh bigger shows but we mm. just don't have people like trying to push yeah. bigger shows and mm. bigger festivals i mean it's more like down south around sydney like with all those uh, other festivals like Splendor, mm. all of that, Blues Fest, Splendor, shit like that. Yeah, Splendor's good because it's only just down uh, in in Byron. Byron Bay, yeah, yeah. I, mean, no, I, I went to the one where it was uh, in Belongshill Fields before it moved down to the Byron yeah. Parklands or whatever. So I don't know what it's like out there, but at Belongshill was all yeah. right. It was it's all right apparently. It's just like kind of turned into a hip hop rap festival now. Like you look at the last two years, yeah, you've yeah, got right. Gambino as like the big one. Well, 2017, you Queens of the Stone Age and Royal Blood is the big bands. Yeah, right. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> I'd, I'd still go jam out to Gambino, though. He's, oh, yeah, he's, I would. He's a mad dog. He's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean, though. Like, I I, I, I can't even remember what the lineup is I think this even, year. I think Tame and Pilot's playing, but they're not even, like, one of the big names. Like, yeah, you right. You look at them a couple of years ago, you'd see Tame and Pilot, now it's Tame and Pilot. Well, they haven't done yeah. a whole lot of shit recently, too, so yeah. that's probably why. Well, I mean, they are... Very reliant on Kevin Parker. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's Kevin Parker plus these guys. Yeah. Did he, you go to the last big day out? Which one was that? Was it twenty eleven um, or twenty fourteen? No, no, that I was I went, one with Pearl Jam. No, no, I didn't go to the one with Pearl Jam. I went to the one with Chili Peppers. That was the last one oh, I went to. God damn. Good. Although Chili Peppers didn't sound the greatest that night. Their sound was fucking weird. Like we were watching it from the back and it kept getting cut out in and out sort of thing. So mm. it was a bit shit. It happens. Yeah, yeah it, it happens. But like, yeah, um, nostalgic effect though. Red old oh. Chili Peppers. I don't know if I'm yeah. ever going to see them again. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck I, it. Some chick after like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers came through and she's just like out of it because she was up to like, I think one o'clock in the morning, just after the gig, just yeah, like so right. hyped up, just yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, I'm it, like, I would have not seen it come to work. <laughs> yeah, it, it does that to you as well when you go to an actual festival where you're really into it. Yeah, and then by the end of the night, you're just like, yeah. where am I? Yeah, we played one show and then I had work like an hour later, and I went to work and I'm still like hopped up like three hours later, just like Jesus Christ, I still feel the adrenaline. Yeah, no shit. Through. Yeah, like, oh, fuck. That's, that's a big gap. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so. I think we're starting to uh, run out a little bit of time here, but do you guys have any uh, sort of other um, side projects or anything going at the moment Yeah, that you'd want to mention outside of your main band? Yeah, I've got a uh, techno project and then a rock project on the side. Yeah. Is it just yourself that's Um, doing it though? The techno project is just me and then the drummer from this band is in the rock band as well. It's just him and I. What kind of rock? Ooh, sort of like that Royal Blood sort of stuff. Uh, ah, yeah. 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 Just where it's like the bass doing all this octave stuff. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. What about yourself? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of experimenting with some material, experimenting with like different tunings and stuff since we play in E standard. Oh, okay. Yep. And then... So you don't down tune or anything with what you guys play at the moment? We, or? No, we did originally, but then... Uh, we we played Nick and I in, disliked yeah. it. 
Yeah. We played in C sharp. And then for some of the newer stuff, I'm experimenting with like D standard and drop D. I think we just slowly bullied Chris up to getting into E. And then, mm, yeah. you know, now that we've like found our sound, we can like muck around for now, with for now. different stuff. Yeah. And it goes to show too that tuning as well doesn't mean whether or not you're no, going to be heavy. It doesn't mean no. shit. It's I mean, just all the technical aspects and stuff like that. Yeah. There's nothing stopping me though from wanting to tune down to like drop a shit and just be that cool <laughs> exactly, motherfucker yeah. do the old crab stance like i loved fucking around and doing that shit yeah. just down uh, all i would do is i would just tune the top three strings down to, ch- uh, to drop a and i wouldn't even bother about the last three yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i found a bass which i really loved which just had like a tuning peg which you could just like flick one thing and then the string would drop like to the tuning you selected oh so man. you could like drop it to a or some shit from like e and you'd just be dude that sounds so easy oh, as well so good yeah. yeah It's like a thousand dollars So no <laughs> Yeah fucking hell Music gear That shit is expensive Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my god I'll tell you what though If if you're If you're not a fan of playing it But you're a fan of listening to downtune shit No? No No not really? No. Okay well either way I, I would still go check out a band called Depths yeah. They're from yeah. NZ as well. If you ever get a chance to go over there and see them when yeah. you go over there, Maybe. I'd, I'd highly recommend it. They're about to go to America. Sure. So I was talking to um, Angie with it a couple of weeks ago and um, they're going on tour with a band called Filth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't they tour with Alf Wolf and NZ? Uh, Depths? Yeah, Depths. Possibly, I'm not sure. Because uh, I know Depths have only come over here a couple of times, um, which really sucks because they've always been up on my list as being one of the bands that I'd really love to see. Um, and yeah, they, they play on something like eight strings. And it's and have you checked out Forsaker? Forsaker. I've heard of them, but yeah. I, haven't heard, I haven't heard their stuff though. I've that, just seen them on a flyer before. Oh, fuck, man. It's like, I definitely recommend them. Like, they're yeah. like, fucking fat it's like completely like groovy down tempo deathcore type of stuff it's yeah. like fuck man <laughs> I, I have to show you i'm a i'm a sucker for that stuff still man yeah. like i mean that's what i first started seeing shows in and stuff i just thought the heavier the better and i wasn't really a part of that chanting sort of thing back yeah. in the, the hardcore chanting stuff so when they got to the the heavier core phase with the death core thing i was like yeah nah, this is where i'm gonna start i used to uh, me and my buddy uh acid matt we used to just go to gigs all the time yeah. both of us like we'd be like you want to go to this one yeah why not fuck it and we'd just jump on the bus and we'd go in into the in, in usually it'd be at princess theater or that was that was really the main one princess theater yeah just const- constantly shows there all the time but i mean there were other places too that you'd have to go to sort of thing but we yeah we just constantly go to these ones and yeah, the core sound was for us early on. Yeah, yeah man. Fucking every time Honest Crooks come up here, like it's it's always packed. Have you ever seen them live? No, I haven't seen them live, but I've, I've banged their stuff before. It it does Fuck, G you up. Yeah, it's just that it's that style of music. You know, I, I'm always I'm a sucker for it. I don't fucking, care. I don't fucking know, bro. Yeah. Like Nick and I, True Scott and I went down to Invasion Fest for. Uh, in Melbourne, it was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The last one they held. Um, that Honest was, Crooks was on it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Honest Crooks, Deadlights, De- yeah, Deadlights. Yeah. Um, just damned a burden. Acacia Strain, fucking Kublai, Kublai Khan. Oh man, bro, They're fucking so heavy, dude. <laughs> like, it's over the top heavy. Both those bands. Fuck me, like. 
when Kublai Khan came on, mm. when they played um, the Hammer, fuck, bro! Like you should, you, you should have seen the crowd, man. Yeah. Like fights were happening, fat two steps in the middle, <laughs> and then when Acacia Strain came on, you see all these like thirty-six-year-old dads just crowd surf jump. I saw I, I the the first and only time I've seen the Acacia Strain was over in Perth, actually. Um, I saw him at Sweatfest, which had Parkway Drive, Suicide Silence, A Day to Remember, and the Acacia Strain on it. Which, uh, which Suicide Silence? The one with Eddie Mitch. or Mitch? It was, it was Mitch. Yeah, no, yeah. fucking Eddie. He yeah. should have. He should have stayed with All Shall Perish, man. Yeah. He should have stayed with them. Those guys just fucking were so good. Yeah. And his voice and vocals fitted that style so well. And then he's yeah. come out with the. I reckon like. The album before the whole like Tee shit, yeah. like that that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was one pretty was cool. Still good, yeah. That was like really like heavy, and then he does this shit, well, and it's just like, oh, in, in bro, all what are you honesty, doing? I've only heard one song off that album, and it was that one. Yeah, I haven't listened to anything else because everyone just like lost their shit on it. I'm like, I don't even want to waste think, my time. Then I think the only Suicide Silence I've listened to recently was like. The bludgeoning or whatever it is, yeah, like that really yeah. fucking heavy, the like, raw sound of raw. that share, yeah. like yeah. oh man, like, like you know, it's like slam production type <laughs> of yeah. shit. Man. Yeah, they go from like these really low growls to like Mitch's signature, like yeah. high screams, and you're like, oh fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I it was weird too because how it worked out was that I I was actually on a volleyball tournament um, in Melbourne. And so I, around when this tour was happening, I was going to miss it in Brisbane. So I'm like talking to my parents. I'm like, wait, can I go stay with um, my auntie and uncle over in Perth for like a week and then I'll come back for Christmas? Whole massive talk about it and stuff. And then they were eventually like, yeah, we'll work it out. So I've gone from Brisbane to Melbourne, was in Melbourne for about a week doing the tournament. And then I've flown from Melbourne over to Perth, stayed with my, with my relatives. And then like the second day I was there, I went to that gig and it was an under-18 one as well because it was at a, uh, a licensed venue. Mm. So they had the under-18 show in the, in, the, in, the, in the afternoon and then the over-18 um, in the night. And that's something I've always wanted too. Like how the fuck do the bands cope with doing those back-to-back heavy as fuck oh, sets? Oh, man. Know? I don't think they do. Yeah, just, like, I think they just have be, to do it. I yeah. think they're just that getting paid gig, so much. Sorry, um, that crowbar gig that I mentioned before, um, they actually did that on the final day of the tour. So they had like the under 18 old age show during the day and then they had the, um, the over 18 one at the night. Yep. And I'd feel like that's, yeah, people all up there are going to be ready to just finish their drinks and fuck off home. <laughs> fuck off home at that point. They put all their energy, like what do you do? Do you put all your energy into the first show or do you try and half it or do you... Try and do all energy first one, all energy second. Like, or do you just do it all and there's some magical white powder backstage? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, possibly. And yeah, so that's how I ended up seeing them for the first time too. It's actually how I um ended up meeting and talking to Chris uh, from Make Them Suffer for the first time. He was the uh, original bassist from Make Them Suffer, and that's how I got to know him. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, funny how you mentioned that. I was actually listening to your interview with um, both Shannon and Ben. Yep. Like earlier today, and then I actually got up to the part where you're talking about how you knew the guys from Make Them Suffering in Hearts Wake. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. I, I'd seen the that they they played up at Soul Bar that that gig, 
and that was up the sunny coast. It was make them suffer in Hearts Wake and a couple other bands. I'm not too sure. And then yeah, like once they played and shit, we were outside having a chat, whatnot. And then I'm like, all right, guys, we'll see you later. I'm off. I'm, I've got to go drive an hour and a half to go home. You came up and like, dude, you're fucking flying over here to play and stuff. Of course, like I'll make an effort if I can, you know. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd flown over to WA to see that gig. And yeah, Acacia Strain. Oh, that's who I wanted to see mainly was Acacia Strain because sixteen-year-old mm. full of anger and like this is they just released oh, Continent or whatever, and yeah, so Con- yeah, Continent. Uh, to, yeah, that uh, <laughs> what is it? Balboa Towers and Skynet and um, okay. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Yeah. Um. Fucking. I remember seeing some footage of Woe Shut, like that song Woe Shut, shut down. down. Yeah, yeah, I was like fucking hoping they'd play that. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah, oh, they played that as well. That was <laughs> what got me into those guys too. And they play in Drop G. Drop in, G. On, yeah. that album, on that album with the Woe Shut It Down, it was in Drop G, that one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I thought it was Drop A or some shit. Uh, Drop A was uh, from, Con- uh, they played with Continent. That was Drop A. Okay. But yeah, Woe Shut It Down, that was in Drop G tuning, yeah. that one. Fuck and then yeah. I think... Uh, when they did Wormwood, it was either they moved up to a seven or eight string and was like drop A sharp or something, yeah. or it was around the G again as well. Like Shame they, they didn't play Nuke. Yeah. Oh, fucking the typical nuke. fucking slow dude. That's like perfect like beatdown shit. Like what it is today. Like that. That's that's how it started. They just put on Tack Nuke again. That's how it all starts. I love how they like they just made a meme into a song and they purposely just play the same thing yeah. again. Like <laughs> slower man. and heavier and heavier, man. Fucking got me every time. Um, so I think now, unless you guys have anything else that you'd like to drop or say anything, I think we might um, play your last song. So we had yep. Pestilence being the second one and then and the third Hamlin. one was, was going to Ridden. be Hamlin. Sorry? Ridden. I Ridden? think it was. No, yeah. Ridden was the opener. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hamlin. Hamlin. Yeah, Hamlin. that one. So, again, Dance Macabre, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Fucking loved it. Yeah. It, thank it you is, so much, man. It was man. pretty good to come and chat. Yeah, yeah. 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 And by all means, uh, for all you guys listening out there as well, go make sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram. They also have a band camp. And when is – well, so this episode will come out. It's going to sound weird when people listen to this now anyway, but so the episode comes out next week. Do you have a show after next week? Um, that you're going to have a show this week on yeah. Saturday? Okay. Yeah, oh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, playing Odinson yeah, Fest. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. then we're going down south and then I think we're taking a break till... Matt, well, we're taking a break till a early yeah. August for one show and yep. then I think the main aim for the next few months is just to focus on... Writing new material, sort actually pro- sorting out a proper PR campaign, I don't yep. know, some yep. shit like that. Maybe organizing some more shit, like a more extensive tour in like December or something yep. like that. Yeah, know? yeah, without a doubt. That's awesome, guys. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you again for so much for coming on. Um, I love what you guys do, um, and I can't wait to see you guys play next as well. I'm hopefully. Hopefully coming to Odinson Fest. I really want to check out Descent, actually. I've been seeing them pop up on a lot of flyers for a fair while now, and I'd, I'd really like to check them out too. So Yeah, um, fun fact. We actually recorded with Brendan. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he man. playing that festival as well? Yeah. Oh, damn. You've got, you've got the Demon Boys on there. You've got uh, Descent. 
you guys. Yeah. Um, um, Satira, Karelian, Awful Noise. Was there Disgust on there or am I thinking of another gig? I have no idea, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're not on that show. Yeah, right. Okay. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Good. Yeah. No. So, yeah, Odinson Fest is the next one you guys are going to be on. And then you've got a show on Wollongong, Wollongong, Sydney. And Melbourne. And Melbourne. Yeah. And Melbourne. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to keep an eye on those shows and hopefully they go sick. Thank you again. I've said it a thousand times, but I really do appreciate it when people like when people reach out and they want to come on and they want you know to share their shit because I'm 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 a fan of music full stop like number one like I want to hear new tunes so yeah, exactly. you know, and it doesn't matter if it's heavy or if it's soft or what you know it's I'm always fun. a fan of it like I always want to listen to it and I want you guys to feel like everyone else is going to listen to it or not so much whether they do but whether or not that they can appreciate the effort that at least goes into it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So, yeah, this one is... Uh, Hamelin. Hamelin. Hamelin, yes. yes. Hamelin. I Fuck. have no I've idea been... what you were pointing at. Me yeah, I, yeah like, uh, that was exactly why. Yeah, uh, I don't know fucking why either. I, I drew a blank and I'm like, surely he's going to know. Um, fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> just thankful like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> just thankful I'm not fucking drinking a bit too much, otherwise I'll be as worse, much more worse than I am with yeah, you right now. No, no. A, li- a little bit, a little yeah. bit of uh, liquid courage helps, all right. But anyway, guys, we're going to round this up, jam the last song, and hopefully see you guys in the near future. So thank you again for coming on, and we'll catch up with you next time, guys. Sweet. So, thank you so much, man. No worries.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.